Everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, you you hear Christmas music, you see Christmas movies, and it's just the excitement of the season. At the same time, it can be a lot of noise. This is Truth Pop with Jake and Kathy, a Catholic take on faith and culture. I'm Kathy. And I'm Jake. And we are a young adult married couple giving you a Catholic take on faith and culture. We give you the tools you need to live out your faith in modern day society. We want to talk about how to make room for the coming of Christ this Advent season. As always, uh, we'd love for you to rate the podcast. So if you have not already subscribed to Truth Pop, we'd love that. Um, You know, I have the utmost love for Christmas music and Christmas movies this time of year. Babe, we've already Mm -hmm. been, you know, jumping into some of our favorites Uh, this time of year. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, ah, there's so many. I really like the movie Elf. I just think it's so funny. It's so good, especially watching Elf in a movie theater. Mm, I feel like adds a whole different experience to it. I got to say my favorite is It's a Wonderful Life. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good one. I have not gotten to it yet. Uh, I don't know if I'm just kind of putting it off. I guess in some ways, babe, like, I don't know if I've been really, like, getting into the season as much yet. Really? I've been listening to, like, some Christmas music, but maybe it's just because there's been some warmer weather where we live, but I don't know. I just, like, haven't really been feeling it as much, and maybe, like, God's been using that, like, almost that lack in a way. To just really remind me like, hey, this is Advent, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's fine personally to listen to Christmas music and watch Christmas movies, but how can we make space for God in the midst of all of the hustle and bustle of the season? Yeah, yeah, you're so right. Like, it's just so chaotic. It's all about like, you got to get all your presents. You got to like finish all your shopping and you got to get up all your decorations. But like, we need to get to the heart of why we're doing that why are we getting gifts for everyone why are we putting up all these decorations well it's for the coming of christ and you know what better way to prepare for that than to prepare interiorly and i like what dr Sri says he says that advent is almost like a mini lent you Hmm. know because we're preparing for something with lent we're preparing for Easter, but for Advent, we're preparing for Christmas, the birth of our Savior. And so he suggests to give up something, just like during Lent, you know, you might give up something, you mm-hmm. might make a sacrifice. Well, you can do that too for Advent. And I really like that idea. So I decided I wanted to give something up. Like, I also really love Christmas movies. Yeah, and I love it. I especially love, like, the Hallmark Christmas movies and, like, those rom-coms, like, the romantic comedy. They're all kind of the same, but I just, like, love watching them. It's, like, a guilty pleasure of mine. I feel like Hallmark movies actually have the most complex plot. I'm, I'm joking, by the way. Yeah, they're all the same. (laughs) It's always the person who hates Christmas, right? Well, maybe that person needs a little bit of sacrifice in their life, right? Yeah, yeah, Maybe they need to be reminded. I love watching these movies around this time, but I decided, you know, I don't need to watch them during this time. I want to prepare myself more for Advent and fill myself more with, with prayer and with longing for Jesus. So I'm sacrificing watching rom-com Christmas movies. You know, sometimes maybe we forget that whenever we give something up, there's that empty space Mm -hmm. that's left over, right? So it's that hole. And I think sometimes the enemy can really jump into that hole and then the devil can really 
use that as a springboard into sin. But I love that you're replacing, again, that lack with God and with silence. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. Yeah, yeah. And I, I struggle with silence, to be honest. Like, I was just telling you the other day, like, I feel like it's so difficult to sit in silence. Like, my thoughts just keep going mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not good at sitting in silence. And I like what you said to me. You said, you know, it's okay if your thoughts keep going. Like, yeah. just let them come. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I think it's almost a danger to do the opposite, babe. I think like trying to just sit there and not have any thoughts in in a way that's almost Eastern meditation. Mm -hmm. So I think the best thing we can do is just capture whatever thoughts that we have, whatever distractions we have and say, Lord, this is my gift to you. You know, Mm -hmm. just as Jesus comes to us as a gift on Christmas day, we're giving him our lives. We're giving him our stuff and we can almost place it into the manger on mm-hmm. Christmas Day. And maybe it's that junk that we're dealing with. Maybe it's a some kind of addiction. Maybe it's some kind of vice. Uh, maybe for me, I think it's it's kind of control, like mm, just trying yeah. to take control of my life too much. And, you know, placing that into the manger and just giving the Christ child that gift, that's what he's asking for. It's really difficult, but I, I really commend you for making time for silence, even though it can be a challenge having like an image to reflect on Hmm. really helps me with that silence. Like it kind of allows me to fill my mind with something other than my distracted thoughts, you know, cause it's okay if distracted thoughts come, but I don't want that silent time to be the only thing that's happening. Just having my mind wander. We have a nativity scene in our living room and we don't have the baby Jesus. The baby Jesus is missing. So I really like looking at that because it's like that longing, like that Mm. waiting for him to come. He's not here yet, but he will be here soon in a few weeks. And just knowing what's to come. Right. Right. I think like St. Faustina said that she was given the gift of seeing Jesus through the Eucharist as a baby. Oh, yeah. So I, I always try to think about that now, like specifically on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve Mass, whatever we go to. I ask the Lord, Jesus, come to me as a child, come to me as a baby. And we're able to cradle the baby Jesus in our arms. And just like any other baby, you know, a baby needs warmth, a baby needs love and shelter. And we're consoling baby Jesus's heart by, again, making a gift of ourselves to him. Yeah. And it's flipping it around. Because again, I think that there's so much noise and there's so much me focus and I'm, I'm putting the blame on myself. Like during the season, a lot of times I'm just so focused on, okay, what do I got to do? What do we got to accomplish today? And I can't believe I'm bringing this up, babe, but like we went to this event last week where it was a Boy Meets World cast reunion because I guess, you know, the three of them, like who is it? Topanga, Sean, and Eric mm-hmm. from the show Boy Meets World. They have a podcast together. We'll try to get them on our podcast sometime. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. But we went to Chicago to see them talk. And uh, Topanga, Daniel, what's her last name? Daniel. Daniel Fischel is her name. Yeah, She said something really remarkable uh, that helped me with like, okay, I'm being a little self-centered right now. And I'm, I'm actually allowing anxiety and needless worry to take over my life. Yeah, some, it was really cool. At one point they had questions from the audience and somebody asked what is your life advice Hmm. and her life advice was that we all kind of live our lives as if we are the main character of our Hmm. own tv show 
And we just kind of automatically assume that everyone thinks that we're the main character of their TV show because we're so focused on ourselves and what we're doing and the decisions we're making. Yeah. And she said, the truth is everyone is kind of the star of their own show and they're not so focused on you. And so you can't allow others to influence your decisions unless you want them to, of course. But like she said, there's been so many times in her life where she made certain decisions because of the fear of what other people may think of her. Hmm. And so she said, yeah, they might judge you for like a few minutes, but then they'll just move on. Move on, like a big deal. Yeah, they'll just keep thinking of themselves as their main character. So we can't really allow others to influence our decisions as much as we do. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And and, and so why am, why are we bringing this up? I, th- I think that like you can take that a step further. I mean, what Danielle said is so true, but putting the Catholic element into that, it's it's not about us. It's it's about Jesus. And what better time of year, Advent, as we approach Christmas Day, to take the lens off of ourselves and again just put it on the Christ Child. And ask Jesus to fill that space in our heart that's aching. Maybe there's a longing. Maybe there's a wound. Maybe there's an insecurity or an anxiety. Maybe there's comparison. Like, oh, that person is doing things way better than me right now. I think it like helps me because I've been struggling with an overwhelming sense of anxiety lately. Mm. And it's almost a beautiful thing to come to that conclusion that actually my decisions aren't that notable in other people's eyes. It takes the blinders off and it takes the pressure off. Yeah. That like we're actually way more free than we realize, Mm -hmm. but it's Jesus who sets us free. Like if we're just living in our own bubble, if we're living in our own TV show, yeah, that's a lot of pressure and that's a lot of noise. That's a lot. It's a lot of control too. Yeah. And like I said, I'm struggling with that control. Yeah. But like giving Jesus that control it's coming to that conclusion then that everything is going to be okay and that he is cradling us in his arms too, that we are safe with him. And it gives more confidence too when we make our decisions based off of God's will because it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't even matter what I think. I mean, of course it matters what I think, but ultimately it really matters what God thinks. I I like to to think a little bit about the anxiety that Mary and Joseph might have experienced. I mean, we know that Mary was without sin. We know that she always trusted in God's plan perfectly. But you have to put yourself in Mary and Joseph's shoes, you know, when, when they came to Bethlehem and there was no room. And then they're alone and it's it's a cold winter night and here they are with this helpless little baby and what radical trust they had in God's plan that it wasn't about them that they didn't understand the plan but they knew that God was the plan and it's a matter of imitating their complete selfless surrender that even when we don't have complete understanding of what the next step is going to be and even when we don't have the full picture that we can still completely abandon ourselves to what Jesus wants to do. So I wanted to end with this reflection. Um, Just as we close out another year and as we're making time uh, for Christmas and we're getting all the the plans together, I want to really encourage us to make time for silence every single day, especially in those moments when we're feeling anxious and overwhelmed. I think those are the times to find your quiet prayer space 
Maybe you have a prayerful space in your bedroom, but wherever you can go to unplug and just let go. And close your eyes and listen to this prayerful devotion that I came across that I just, I have to share this with you. It's called Jesus Speaks to Anxious Hearts. And picture Jesus saying these words to you. Again, letting go of all of the stress, all of the worry, all the fear, all the what ifs. Picture Jesus just holding you or you holding the Christ child in your arms. And he says this, sit quietly with me, letting all your fears and worries bubble up to the surface of your consciousness. There, in the light of my presence, the bubbles pop and disappear. However, some fears surface over and over again, especially fear of the future. You tend to project yourself mentally into the next day, week, month, year, decade, and you visualize yourself coping badly in those times. What you are seeing is a false image because it doesn't include me. Those gloomy times that you imagine will not come to pass since my presence will be with you at all times. So, when future-oriented worry assails you, capture it and disarm it by suffusing the light of my presence into that mental image. Say to yourself, Jesus will be with me then and there. With his help, I can cope. Then, come to the present moment where you can enjoy peace in my presence. I am your loving shepherd, and I am with you always. Just reflect on this verse, Luke 12, verses 22 to 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more about food and the body more than clothes. Consider the sparrows. They do not reap or sow. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And you are worth more than many sparrows. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? This is Truth Pop. 